Hey, welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by LifeWay. We're really excited that you're here uh, to listen to this episode. I think it's going to be a really important conversation about a, a necessary topic. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in just a minute. But before we get there, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review because that helps us get better. We always want to take feedback and apply it to what we're doing so that the podcast continues to get better for you, the listeners out in student ministry world. It also helps people find the podcast as they search for it on their platform. So please do us a favor and take the 30 seconds that it takes to uh, fill out that feedback form on your podcast listening platform. All right. So stars and words, we like it. I'm your host, Ben Trueblood, here with producer Nathan. What's up? Good to see you again, my friend. And we're, like I said, we're excited about today's episode uh, because it is a necessary topic. And here to talk to us about it is Anthony Vargas. He's been serving in student ministry for over nine years, currently serves as the student pastor at Prestonwood North Campus. He also hosts the Youth Pastor Tips podcast, which he shares practical tips for other youth workers. So uh, from time to time, we have podcasting friends on to talk about stuff. So make sure you check out his podcast, Youth Pastor Tips. Uh, it's a great one that you can that you can add to your student ministry podcast arsenal. So do that. Anthony and his wife, Bailey, uh, reside in Dallas, Texas. And man, you you're going to have you guys are going to have a baby in like a week. A baby boy. Yes, sir. So we're excited about that, man. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us on today's episode, Anthony. We really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So we wanted to take a second and talk about managing expectations. Uh, this is a crucial part of the role of a student pastor. Uh, if expectations are unclear, undefined, then we can feel like we're spinning our wheels. We can feel like we're kind of launched out of orbit. Um, and I know that you've recently changed roles and you have a lot of experience and a lot of insight, been serving in student ministry for nine years and into this topic of managing expectations, both upwardly and for the leaders that serve underneath you or alongside of you as part of a volunteer team. So all of that kind of rolls up into this expectation conversation. So I want to start off, let's just dive right in, shall we? How did you manage the expectations of the leaders you reported to? Yeah. So just a little bit uh, of background and context, you know, when I first came yeah. to Prestonwood, uh, I started off as a, just an intern, um, you know, moved from Mississippi, you know, over here to Dallas so I can go to seminary at Southwestern. And I joined Prestonwood, the team as an intern. And, uh, you know, from there, uh, went to an associate role and then, uh, you know, transitioning campuses and then moved to, you know, the spot I am today from intern to junior high uh, pastor to, you know, minister to students here at this campus. So I've had a lot of transitions and uh, a lot to do with that was managing expectations and uh, serving under multiple leaders and figuring out, you know, what they're, you know, what they required of me and what the expectations were of me in this new role each time. So um, I think best that I manage those uh, to who I reported to was just honestly finding clarity in my role, 
uh, and a lot has to do with personal conversations and communication with the team and, uh, you know, seeking out those uh, you know, requirements. What am I to do in this role? What do you expect of me? Asking those direct questions, you know, junior high ministry looks a lot different from being a high school intern. Uh, and then now student pastor uh, is way more different than both of those put together. Uh, so I'm, I'm constantly, you know, seeking out and wanting to be provided updates with, you know, weekly and monthly and quarterly. What does it look like uh, now that I'm in this role? I think it's communicate, communicate, communicate. That's the biggest thing when it comes to managing expectations. And then, you know, alongside that goes, uh, you know, my own personal productivity habits and hacks that I have in place that uh, meet these expectations. Because you can't just know them and not do them. I, I firmly believe in that. You know, yeah. ministry is hard. And uh, I hate the stigma that we have a lot of times. Like, what do youth pastors do? You know, at church, well, we do a lot. There's a lot of leading and stuff like that. So uh, you got to figure out, you know, how you're wired, how, how you're productive. And, you know, first thing I get into the office, you know, every Monday I'm listing out everything that I got to do. I'm going to my to-do list for the week. And what's required of me? What does my job description say? And that has a lot to do with my to-do list and yeah. my calendaring and meeting up, you know, with different people. And um, so, you know, oftentimes there may be some frustration and when that comes, typically there's a lack of clarity. So I seek out guidance, you know, from the higher up. Um, I, I just know this, that the best way I can lead up and also lead others in my team is to have those clear, have that clarity and the expectations that's given to me. So, yeah, um, yeah managing Man, expectations. I think I think that's so big. And some of the things that you kept coming back to is that that's something that you are seeking out, that it's not something you're kind of waiting on for your leader to bring to you. Now, in some sure. cases, there may be leaders that are very clear on the front end about those expectations and deliver them. But oftentimes, at least from my experience, and it sounds like from what you're saying, there's a constant communication element of us going up to our leaders and making right. sure that those expectations that they have are actually the things that align with what we're mm -hmm. talking about. And you mentioned um, monthly and quarterly. So I would love to hear, it sounds like you've kind of, you've had a lot of different roles there at Prestonwood. And yeah. with that comes a different boss in each one of those roles, probably. So what did that rhythm look like? Again, I heard you mention in there weekly, monthly or quarterly how did you communicate those things to your, to your boss, uh, to the person who was leading you? Did you have a regular rhythm that had that where you checked in on those expectations? Sure. So one of the things I've been blessed to do while working with some of the people I work with is to just do 15 fives. And, you know, every other week I'm, you know, taking five minutes to fill out a couple of questions. That way we can be intentional with our time together. The 15 minutes we do have, and in those times, uh, you know, we get to just debrief and just look at, you know, the week behind, the season ahead kind of thing. And uh, that that alone provides a lot of clarity because ministry, it's not uh, we don't experience the same season year round. There's different seasons of ministry. Some some are just, you know, busier than others. Um, so getting ahead on things uh, looks in, in this season uh, just consistently 
you know, talking about it, meeting up about it with your, your you know, your leads uh, so that they can have the opportunity to lead you well uh, before you get to, you know, um, do the week to week and lead others. So I think, yeah, 15 fives has been the biggest practical win uh, when it comes to that. And that's great. I, I love that approach too. And one more time, just in case people haven't heard that language before, give a little bit of context for the 15-5, just so people can kind of get the repetition in their mind. Sure. So 15-5s, again, you can choose your own pace, um, but it may be a weekly or bi-weekly meeting where you're just going uh, meeting with your supervisor and just finding clarity and a few things. We're checking in with each other. We're figuring out, you know, what you're doing in the ministry, what's coming up for you, how they can best serve you and partner with you in this. And uh, it's just a time to chat and be honest with each other uh, so that they can have the opportunity to lead in whatever way they need to and be the best supervisor that they can be. And again, I think what's so cool about this and important for people to understand is that's something that you're developing to deliver to them. Here is what right. I'm doing, and here's how you can best connect to the things that I'm doing in ministry. It gives them an opportunity to say, hey, why are you focusing on this? Let's reroute that. And like you said, in doing that, it frees them up to lead the way that they need to lead. So, I, man, That's I love right. It. Yeah, you have to plan out, and you have to be intentional. You can't just wing it week to week. You got to know what's ahead, and you got to know what you got to be working on now. So, yeah, it's a great time of intentionality, really. So we've talked a little bit about uh, kind of that upward. Uh, how do I manage expectations of the people that uh, I report to? And that assumes the conversation so far assumes that, hey, this is a leader that's going to be open to that. And this is a leader who, you know, is going to engage in that process with you. What would you say to somebody who is sitting in the place where maybe expectations are unclear and there's not a lot of receptiveness to maybe an ongoing meeting like you talked about in the 15 fives where it's bi-weekly or weekly. What would you tell somebody who's struggling in that to get clear expectations? Yeah, I think it just begins honestly with a conversation um, and trying to uh, be intentional with your words in, in that conversation and just seeking out that clarity that you need. Uh, so communication with your higher up is a big deal. Um, if you're not finding time for that, I think uh, you set your own goals that align with your vision and mission. Uh, you know, maybe you start to identify areas that need improvement in your ministry and uh, set smart goals for that uh, specific goals that are measurable, achievable and realistic and uh, anchored in, you know, time, timely manner, but, uh, set your own goals, um, and, and figure out what needs to be done and making sure that they align with the mission of your youth ministry. I think that's the biggest one is that whatever we do, it needs to be followed and under the umbrella of our why. Um, and yeah. once we're doing that, you know, when we give our report, we can be firm and confident in uh, the work that we've been doing because we know that this is what we've been called to do. Uh, and yeah. then just re regular checkups. Yeah. That's good. And that, you know, that why flowing down from church into student ministry and into the goals. I want you, if you could one more time, 
Uh, you're giving us then giving us good stuff right here. Walk through one more time the SMART goals, the acronym, uh, so sure. that as people are thinking about this, because the reality is there are going to be some situations where there are going to be student pastors who are listening to this and he or she might say, man, like I want clear expectations, but they're just not coming. I've tried to have the conversation. So what do I do? Well, then you can take the why of the church and the overall, and that funnels down into the why of your student ministry and how you execute. And with those things, you can build out these goals. So then you're able to show, and this is what Anthony was saying, you're able to show that your efforts match up with what the stated efforts of the church are. And I like the SMART goal system. So one more time, just mention like when you make a goal, here are the pieces that you need to have as a part of it. Yeah. So uh, just for example, you know, one of the things we believe in is equipping and investing in our leadership here, our adult volunteers. So if I was to set a SMART goal of meeting up with one leader a week, uh, you know, Mondays for coffee, First off, that's a smart goal because I was specific about that goal. I want to meet up with one leader. Um, it's measurable um, and it's achievable. It's nothing, you know, I'm not saying I'm meeting up with 15 leaders every week. That's that's not achievable. It's not realistic. Um, but th- something like that is measurable, achievable. It's realistic. And, you know, I told you I'm meeting up with them Monday, for example. That's time, timely. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, those are smart, you know goals when it comes to planning out, I try to get most detailed as possible because I know this, that I best achieve my goals when I'm most detailed about them when I'm planning them. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that's helped me. I've adapted that from whoever created it. I'm grateful for, but yeah. <laughs> I don't remember right off the top of my head who did that either. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe producer Nathan can, Nathan can do some, uh, Google research and and let us know if you want to read more about it. I don't remember right <laughs> off the top of my head either. So, you know, you we've talked a lot so far about the whole the whole part of this that we've talked about is managing expectations upwardly. But as a student pastor, there are also a lot of instances where people are expecting from us clear expectations as well, and sometimes. It's easy for us to say, I'm not getting clear expectations and to maybe slip into a little bit of complaint about that. But if we turn the mirror around on ourselves, we're not giving the best expectations or the most clear expectations to the people that we lead either. So I'd love to hear from you how you set clear expectations for the volunteer teams that you lead and the people that serve uh in that capacity for you. Sure. So um, when it comes to setting those expectations, again, uh, I think people need to be reminded of the why before um, they continue uh, with the what. And, you know, when they're passionate about something, uh, they're going to get on board really quickly. And I know that vision leaks. So I'm continuing to cast that vision and putting the why before them. You know, we here at Preston with students, we believe that we're here to reach this generation with the gospel and to help them learn to grow in authentic and visible faith and to love those around them with a biblically based devotion to Jesus. That's our why. Uh, and that's our mission here. So we're going to continue to cast that to our adult volunteers who are a part of the bigger scheme of things um, and then allowing them 
through communication and clarity. Those are the two C's in my leadership that I hold closely to is I want to over communicate. I never want there to be a point, Ben, where people say, man, I just I, I never hear from from him and mm. I just don't know what to do. Um, I'm going to wipe that one off the table by over communicating, uh, whether that's through text messages, that's email, that's phone calls, that's one on one meetings and coffees, or that's even a breakout meeting on a Sunday morning. I'm going to do my best to over communicate. And then when it comes to clarity, I'm going to do my best to be clear about everything that I say. I'm not, I'm not going to be uh, you know, muffled in my words. I, I'm going to be prepared and I'm going to ha- have it planned out on what I want to communicate to my leadership. Because I tell you this, I, I value our leadership, our adult volunteers who are willing to give out uh, you know, a couple of hours on a Sunday morning to come spend time and invest in these students. I'm going to value them so much that I want to be prepared to equip them and train them and communicate with them the expectations. So uh, it's a lot of communication, a lot of clarity, um, meeting up often and following up with what has been said. Um, You know, we just recently had our leadership training for our adult volunteers, our annual summit is what we call it. And uh, it's a great time where we get, you know, all of our leaders in one room to communicate the culture, the expectations, um, and equipping them for a great year of ministry. Uh, I'm looking, you know, out from advance, and I know that that's going to be a great training. <clears throat> but one of the most important things I can think about is how am I going to follow up well from that training? Mm-hmm. So within that 24 hours is is a great time uh, after there's been uh, a great camaraderie in the air, a great time of encouragement. I want to follow up within 24 hours and just reiterate expectations to those leaders yeah. and so that they can have that, you know, accessible moving forward for the year. Um, so yeah, vision leaks, uh, I'm communicating as best as possible with the clarity that I can meeting often and following up well. You know, a question that comes to my mind and probably to the minds of some who are listening to this is, man, that sounds great. You're off to a great start. You've clearly communicated expectations at the leadership summit and followed up with them on it. Fast forward four months. What happens if a leader isn't fulfilling the expectations that have been laid out to them? What does that conversation look like? Because there's no point in giving expectations if we don't also hold people to those expectations, right? So what does that look like if that were to happen in your situation? Man, what a what a fair question to ask. And uh, this is the hard part of leadership, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That no one wants to deal with and we try to sweep it under the rug. Um, so first off, I, I would just think through this is what does it look like not to get to that point? And, um, you know, setting expectations, setting goals for your leaders and trying to allow them to uh, partner alongside you and with their group to set those goals quickly uh, that are smart goals and achievable. Um, Mm. So we're we're looking at before that point, how do we not get there? And I think it involves communication and goal setting. But when it does come to that point, which it has happened, uh, even in our own ministry, uh, where leaders aren't meeting their expectations, you know, Ben, it starts with a, uh, a one-on-one conversation over coffee and we're encouraging them, you know, how grateful we are that they do serve in our ministry and uh, how gr- great they've been doing and, you know, picking out anything that we can brag on them about and uh, sharing, you know, any wins that they've been seeing. 
but that conversation, man, I, I'm just going back to what we've communicated in the past and, uh, you know, laying out expectations and uh, maybe checking in on improvement on, hey, you know, I'd love to see you improve in this area because I just know how vital you are to our team and our ministry. And I believe that you have a, a, an, an influence that uh, many people don't have. So uh, that one-on-one conversation, I believe, is one of the most important things you can do as a leader of your ministry and as you lead adult volunteers. Uh, even though they're not easy, those are the hard conversations. Uh, those are the ones that need to be done. Uh, re Resetting those expectations. Man, the time, I think you're so right. The times that I look back and I, when I shied away from some of those conversations and just thought, you know, that, man, they'll get it eventually. I don't need a one-on-one conversation. We'll keep saying it in large groups and they'll get it and they'll eventually come around. Those are the ones that ended up causing me the most problems down the road. And I can trace it back to, and I should have had a one-on-one conversation there early and it would have, it would have solved it right away. Mm. So you, there are a lot of times we give ourselves the headaches that we have. Um, What about with parents? So given that there are going to be some parents who jump in and hear the clarity of vision and those kinds of things because they've decided to serve. They've, they've jumped in and said, Hey, I'm, my kids are down here in the student ministry. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and serve. And so they get that from you in those instances. But what about the parents who are disconnected from serving in the student ministry? Maybe they serve in another part of the church. Maybe they're you know, they might be, hey, we attend a couple times a month or we drop our kids off at student ministry. How do you communicate to parents some of the expectations that you or vision that you have for student ministry? So we start by having um, a semesterly parent meeting. Um, and that that's a time where our entire team, staff, can get in front of our parents and, um, you know, allowing them to know that, you know, we're there to serve them. We're there for them to partner alongside them as they disciple their student. Uh, that is also a time where we get to talk about, you know, plans we have moving forward with different events, uh, expectations we have of them, because this is not just some parent drop off time of babysitting yeah. or, or hosting a, a, a fun, organic environment for their kids to be a part of while they go on a date. We're going to set those expectations at our parent meetings. And we do so in kindness and in love and excitement. I believe it, it's a big deal that we're excited uh, to do what we do and that we're excited and we believe in their students. Um, so parent meetings are one of the biggest ways we do that. Uh, we send uh, a parent email and a uh, monthly parent email. Uh, we just send one of them. We don't overload their inbox. You know, uh, I learned this uh, from Jason Mick, you know, student pastor at the Plano campus and, and entirety of the Preston with students. He, he knows to send only one parent email. He's a parent himself and he, he gets emails all the time. Um, <laughs> so he's learned statistically it's better when we send one email with all the information, uh, you know, monthly letting them know what we got going on, but setting the expectation, you know, they're, they're a parent of a Preston with student and we have a high bar for them. Um, we also, you know, use our texting system that we communicate regularly through text. 
Um, so, I mean, again, multiple avenues we're using to communicate with parents, practical avenues that you can use to begin setting the expectation so that you don't have the, um, the confrontation that, you know, some parents are going to have with you. Yeah, that's good. Producer Nathan has come through with the information too, by the way, smart goals were developed by George Doran, Arthur Miller, and James Cunningham. In their 1981 article, there's a smart way to write management goals and objectives. Uh, way to go, Nathan. That was That's good. That was on the <laughs> spot right there. Just Google doing the work for me. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, well, Anthony, uh, this is uh, a, a necessary topic. Uh, and I want to, I want to close out with this question. Um, what happens for a leader if there, if there are not, clear expectations. So we've kind of laid out the case, like how to do it. And here's what you need to do. If you're not seeking clear expectations from, you know, if you're not leading up, so to speak, and seeking clear expectations from your boss, if you're not giving clear expectations to the people that you lead, either in a staff or volunteer capacity, what goes wrong? Like, why is, why is this a must? Um, well, I mean, we know it biblically, you know, where there's no vision, people perish. And it, it is important to know the direction you're headed in and expectations honestly have a big, have a big part in that. Um, I think first, man, it's, it's about leading yourself and knowing that you're doing that well and, you know, examining and evaluating your own leadership when it comes to expectations. Uh, do you know, you know, the why? When it comes to your own work, why you're doing it, um, what God has called you to, um, figuring that out and answering those important questions that only you can answer before, you know, like we mentioned earlier, communicating to your higher up. Uh, you, you never n- need to go into a room with someone who's leading you and over you if you don't know why you're there yourself. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things. Uh, and, you know, seeking after Jesus and figuring out in his word, what he's called you to, um, that that's where I would start. But next, you know, it's going up to your, you know, the one who is directly over you, your direct supervisor and figuring out, you know, what you could be doing better, what they need from you. Um, ultimately we report to our senior pastor, his vision and direction of the church and, um, you know, where the entire ministry is headed and, you know, gaining clarity from that, I think, is going to help any leader uh, navigating uh, a place where there's zero expectations, there's zero, um, you know, clarity on ways to lead in that specific ministry that people are in. Yeah. Anthony, I want to say thanks again for being a part of this conversation. I think it's an important one for student ministry people to think about and implement. You've given them a lot of stuff to think through and implement. So, man, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, bro, for having me. Uh, it's a great conversation to have, man. Uh, ministry's uh, a fun place, but it's also a place of professionalism. So, yeah, need a conversation. Yeah. I appreciate you, Ben. Absolutely, man. Well, Anthony did a session for the upcoming Edge Conference as well. So if you want to hear more from Anthony, obviously you can check out his podcast called Youth Pastor Tips and the session that he did for the Etch Conference. It stands for Equipping the Church and Home. It's something that we put on in partnership with Lifeway Kids. 
Uh, it is October 11th and 12th. The conference is full, but there are simulcast options that you can look into. Uh, the session that Anthony did there is what middle school ministry leaders want children's ministry leaders to know. So another fantastic uh, topic that Anthony spoke into there. Again, you can check him out at the Edge Conference and the Youth Pastor Tips Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Podcast by LifeWay. We'll see you next time.